my wife and I have been the, we've been the youth pastors for a while. Please don't say the word decade. That makes me sound really old. Pastor Chris, wherever you are. But it's true. We've been doing that for a little while. We love young people, but uh, ultimately beyond, you know, really beyond being a, a youth pastor and wanting to help young people, I just want to help anybody encounter God. I think if there's something that I am, it's I desire to be a worshipper because I love the presence of God. I, I'm part of our worship team. I play drums as well, uh, help write some of our songs, but it's not the doing that I care about really. It's just that I love to worship and, and I love to talk about who God is. And that's what I wanna do tonight. Um, the guys, were we were joking about not freaking people out because I didn't have too much of a plan. And I apologise about that to the media team. I think they've, they've done an awesome job trying to roll with me tonight. I apologise. I know the Holy Spirit's not disorganised. I just am tonight. Okay, it's not His fault, it's me. <laughs> but I just love talking about who He is. I wanna, I wanna share a simple message. It's called, Let Me Tell You. It's short for Let Me Tell You. Okay, just roll with me. Let Me Tell You. It's actually one of our Planet Boom songs. And in all honesty, I spoke about this a couple of years ago with our young people and I felt this afternoon when I was just taking a, a small moment to, to get alone with God myself um, and, and worship, I just felt Him put this back on my, my, and I was like, are you sure Holy Spirit? But this stayed with me. And so I wanna share this tonight. It's just about who God is. And so if you're here for the first time and you don't know God, then this is a fantastic opportunity to hear a little bit about who He is. But if you do happen to be a Christian, which I'm assuming there's a few of us in the room, then you might already know some things about who He is and no doubt you've experienced who He is. But I just love talking about who He is because I've discovered that, that when we talk about Him, He loves to show up. He loves to reveal Himself. And He loves to display His power and He loves to display His nature and character. You know, I love to encourage people to worship. And I discovered this years ago with young people is that I, I, can, I can talk about what people should do in worship and I can try and encourage people. And I know there's a place for instructing people, but, but I also discovered with young people that if I focus on who God is, I, I have to focus less on, on how they should worship because as they discover who He is for themselves, they can't help but worship. Do you understand what I mean? When we just focus on who He is, some of the things take care of themselves anyway. So, so let's look at who He is. To know Him is to love Him. Who is He? Can I just give you a few things before we get to the Word? I'll tell you who He's not. He's not tired and worn out. He's not running out of power and His battery isn't drained. He's not struggling for ideas. He's not scraping the bottom of the creativity barrel and He hasn't lost His voice. He's not irrelevant or outdated like an old idea. He hasn't been superseded by newer technology. He doesn't need to update his software or his profile pic. He's not shifting with the seasons or the times. He's not a 2022 release. He's not changing due to public approval ratings or popularity polls. And he's not in competition with other religions. And he's not an all-star player in the God League. He's not one of many and he's not struggling for his niche in the market. And he's not checking the suggestion box. He's not just the head of the committee. He's not bouncing ideas off anybody else and he's not brainstorming. He didn't need to collab to release creation. Culture can't define him. History can't confine him. Science can't deny him. And the enemy can't defy him. He is who he is. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Exodus 3 verse 14, it, God said, I am who I am. In other words, you, you, can't, you can't find the right metaphor for Him. 
You can't find the right analogy. You can't just try and say, well, well. I mean, we, the Bible gives a, a few, He's like, He's like. The only reason we have to word the, use the word like is because, because he, there's a reason He said, I am who I am. How are you gonna describe me? I am who I am. He is who He is and He is good. I love that song we were singing. You are God and you are good. That's exactly who He is. He knows who He is. And what I think about Him won't change Him. But what I think about Him will change me. My revelation and perception of who He is, it won't change who He is, but it will change the way that I outlive my faith because ultimately we all are all living out of the perception and revelation of God that we all carry. The Bible says, and let me get to some actual Scripture here. So, so you believe me, all right? Matthew 16, verse 13. Let's look at that. Man, I'm gonna have many sips of this water. Just letting you know in advance. Now, sorry, am I yelling? Does it matter? I feel like we're family enough that I just yell and you roll with it. All right. Matthew 16 says, When Jesus came into the district of, um, how do you say that? Caesarea, Philippi. Yeah. He asked His disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, listen to this, but, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church on this rock of revelation. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Are you, are you glad about that part? That He will build His church and not even the gates of hell will prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the Kingdom of Heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in Heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in Heaven. Then He strictly charged His disciples to tell no one that He was the Christ. How ironic is that last, uh, last sentence, by the way. There's a timing for everything. But I wanna focus in on the obvious part then. Jesus asked them, who do people say that I am? Now clearly, Jesus is not asking because He forgot. Clearly, Jesus is not asking because He doesn't understand or, or he, he, needs, you know, he needs a reminder or whatever. Jesus prompts with questions to generate and to stir up faith. And, and He's asking, listen, let's talk about this. Who do people say that I am? I know who I am, but what are they, what's their revelation of that? And then He makes it more personal. He says, listen, I don't really care what the people say about me. What do you say about me? What is your revelation of who, that I, who I am? Who am I to you? And, and you know, I love prompting this with young people, but I think all people, because we can be in a great church, but listen, we can't get carried along by the revelation of the church alone. We have to stand on the rock of revelation ourselves and say, I know who God is for myself. I know by personal experience, but I know because my faith is in the Word of God and who God reveals Himself to be through the Scriptures and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Who is God to you? Not just your family, not just the people sitting next to you, not just what experiences have taught you throughout your life, you know, and, and the things that you've gone through, but who is God really to you? It's crazy how sometimes it takes a big challenge that we go through in life to really cause us to question those things. When, when times are, are, are easy and, and everything's going smoothly, sometimes we don't really think about that. We just sing the songs and the songs sound good, so we keep going. But when we walk through something 
of trouble, when we, walk, when we go through some stormy seas, when we go through a season that we weren't anticipating, all of a sudden that revelation, that rock becomes so much more important. I cannot just base my, my worship on what somebody else says about God. I need to worship out of the revelation of who I know Him to be. Amen. So who is God to you? And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit would prompt us with that question tonight because He never prompts questions to cause us to doubt. He prompts questions, He asks questions, sorry, to, to draw out faith. I know that Jesus asked a lot of questions and so did the enemy, right? The enemy started with a question, did God really say? And his, his questions always lead to doubt. But Jesus asked a lot of questions and His questions were there. What do you want me to do for you? It's pretty obvious, Jesus, He's blind. No, but what do you want me to do for you? I wanna hear it out of your mouth because I wanna draw out that declaration of faith. I wanna draw out the asking. That's what we just heard before. God is glorified as we ask. So He prompts those questions and tonight He's prompting you with a question. Who am I really to you? We can say, yeah, yeah, no, He's my healer, but is He your healer? We can say He's the Saviour, but is He your Saviour? We can say, well, God is this and this and this, and we can know it philosophically, but is He that to you? What's your revelation of God? We live out of the perception of who we really think who, that God is. You pray the way you pray because of who you think God is. You worship the way that you worship because of who you think He is. And, and, and I'm not saying this in any kind of judgment, but you can tell a lot about what somebody knows of God because of how they worship. It, you know, people can say, oh, I love God. I, I know He's, He's my healer, He's my Saviour. Yeah, well, why are you worshipping like that? <laughs> well, I don't even need to question that. When I see someone lost in worship, I see someone who knows God because you can't know these things about God and stand there just indifferent. I offer you a little bit. It doesn't cut it when you know God, right? You worship out of the overflow of your revelation. Well, can I, can I just bring you some, some obvious things? But, but again, I just trust that the Holy Spirit is gonna reveal these things as we talk about it again tonight. So can, I, can I remind you of some foundational things? I don't think foundational things have mattered more ever in our, in our uh, generations anyway, right? Than they matter right now. Who is God? He's three in one. <laughs> He's the Trinity. He's not 33.3% equally split. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. 100% all at the same time. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to us, but that's okay. <laughs> In case that's troubling, I don't wait for God to make sense before I get to know Him. I come to know Him by faith. I don't get to know God by being intelligent. I get to know Him by having faith. We've got faith and I can feel, even as we speak about who God is, faith is always stirred in the room, right? Faith doesn't mean that I can't understand or I shouldn't understand. It means that I don't wait to understand before I make a decision to believe. Hebrews 11 uh, verse three says, it's by faith we understand. I make a decision to step into faith first and then my understanding grows. I don't wait to understand at all before I make a decision to believe, right? There's a distinction there. He's three in one, but let's, let's just have a look at these three distinct natures of the Godhead. Number one, Father. <laughs> Another sip. Somebody count. We're up to three. We're running out of water. Quick, someone scurry. No, don't worry about it, it's fine. He's Father. Immediately, I can't even say that without immediately feeling some emotion well up. Because of all the things God desires to reveal to mankind of who He is. He says, you wanna know who I am? I'm Father. 
Jesus came with a message. He came to reveal God. Who did He come to reveal? He came to reveal the heart of the Father. He says, this is my Father. This is our Father. This is what He's like. It is phenomenally profound to think about the fact that God wants you to know Him as Heavenly Father. Romans 8, the Holy Spirit Spirit teaches us to pray to Him as Dad. So He's not just the Father, He's your Father, right? He is personal. And clearly, let's just go there for a moment. For some of us, that's great news because of our earthly experience of what a dad is like. I'm sure that my two young girls, when they grow up, they'll have a phenomenal understanding of God the Father because I've been a perfect dad. No, but I, I hope that my character teaches them a few things about His character, I hope so. But maybe there are some of us here tonight and, and when we start talking about Father, it's always one of those things that you take by faith, but you don't really wanna experience, you know? Because it's like, well, that conjures up all kinds of feelings and thoughts of somebody who is distant or somebody who always had another priority or someone whose attention I had to fight for. Come on, let's not allow our earthly experience to dictate and dominate what He wants to reveal of Himself. Do you know when I was younger, I hated birthday uh, chocolate cake. I hated chocolate cake birthday. I hated it. You know why? Because when I was seven years old, I went to a birthday party at a park and uh, with one of those slides that gives you static, you know, and it always gives you an electric shock. Do you know those ones? Yeah, anyway, it was cool. And uh, I went there and then when it was time for the, the happy birthday to you, we, we, kept, we sung that and then everybody handed around the cake and you're supposed to be excited for that. And, and, but then I had a mouthful of it, but it was dry and crusty. It had been sitting out in the park for ages. And I decided from that one experience, I don't like chocolate cake birthdays. In fact, I told my mum when she said, what are you, I'll make you any cake that you want. She had the woman's weekly um, cake thing open. Is that, does anybody know what I'm talking about? I used to just, you know, I knew where that was. But at that stage in my life, I hated birthday cake, chocolate cake, didn't want it. I said, don't worry about it. Buy me heaps of presents. Don't bake me a cake. Because I decided from that one experience that that would dictate the way that I viewed that from the, for the rest of my life. We can allow sometimes one negative experience to, to dominate the way that we expect and to dominate our expectation when we hear that Word from this point on. But isn't that a shame? Isn't it stupid? And now I've had so many great experiences since then with so many amazing desserts and sweets and yummy. Thank you, Jesus. But you know, some of us do that with God. We've had one negative experience and we go, that's it. Every time I hear about that, I'm gonna allow a previous, ex- expect, uh, sorry, a previous experience to dictate my expectation. Whenever we come to God, we have to go, Holy Spirit, help me to surrender my experiences, to surrender the things that I feel like I've learnt from this life because I cannot afford for them to hold me back from the things that You want me to experience in this life. And so I have to let go. Come on, if some of us have had terrible experiences and I'm not trying to belittle that by any means, but all of us, we all have things that wanna hold us back from a true revelation of who God is. So can I encourage you, if your experience has been good or or, or bad or whatever in between tonight, let's not allow any of those experiences to hold us back from who God wants to reveal Himself to be as our Heavenly Father. Can I just give you a a pretty thorough list right now? We're up to four, here we go. And I don't know if they've got this up on the screen, but it's it's an exhaustive list. I just wanted to to see if they could do it just A as a test and B just so it would help add some credibility to the list. And so you would understand that how much work I put into putting this thing together because I looked up all these Scriptures. Can I give you a list of some things that your Father is? You ready? He's good. He's generous. He's powerful. Oh, it is up there. Look at that. Oh, and in it, look at, 
You guys are amazing. I don't know where you are. No one ever knows where you are, but whatever you do is amazing. He's good, He's generous. He's powerful and eternal, everlasting, infinite, unchanging, omniscient, omnipresent, unlimited, almighty, majestic, glorious, exalted, great, the Most High. He's mighty, righteous, holy, sovereign, faithful, wise and full of mercy. He's the Creator, the Provider, your Protector, your Shelter, your Place of Safety, your Strong Tower. He's your Refuge, your Fortress, your Rock and your Rescuer. He's ever-present, He's unlimited in power, He never gets weary or weak. He's unlimited in understanding, He's one who gives strength. He's one who gives wisdom. He's close. He's for you, not against you. He's one who will never fail you or abandon you. He's a rewarder and your very great reward. He's a mighty warrior. He's a God who raises the dead. He's one who brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing. He's not a man, so He does not lie. He is love. He is patient. He is kind. He's not jealous or proud or rude. He's not dishonouring. He's not easily angered. He's one who keeps no record of wrongs. He does not delight in evil, but rejoices rejoices with the truth. He's slow to anger, but filled with unfailing love. He's compassionate and He never fails. That's who your Father is. We're gonna roll with this right now. I told the team we might go in and out of ministry. Just flow with me. If you tonight need a greater revelation of God as your heavenly Father, then God wants to meet you right where you're at. We're not done with the preaching. We'll get back to this in a little bit, but God doesn't need to wait until the end of the preaching. He just wants to touch you and He wants to speak to you right now. I wonder, will we just, maybe let's, no, let's stay seated. Yeah, we'll stay seated. I'm not disorganised, all right, Pastor Chris? Let's stay seated, but let's close our eyes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank You that You're here. I thank You that You're meeting people right now and You wanna reveal the Father. I thank You, Lord, right now, we just make a decision that we're not gonna allow any earthly experience to hold us back from a greater revelation, a greater personal understanding of You as our Heavenly Father. Tonight, I wanna ask you to do something by faith. If you just, if the Holy Spirit is prompting you right now, and I'm really not concerned if there's one or none or a hundred, a thousand or two thousand, a hundred thousand, it'd be weird because there's not that many in the room, but However many of us respond is fine, but if the Holy Spirit is prompting any of you tonight and you say, I need to let go of some things in order to grow in my understanding of the Heavenly Father, and I want you to stand to your feet by faith now. I wanna pray for you. And then we're gonna keep preaching, if that's all right. Just go ahead and do that now. Maybe we can get the team back up for a second, if that's okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just give you, you know, 20 seconds or something to respond. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Holy Spirit. You're so good to us. Nothing's by coincidence. Nothing's by accident. The people that are here tonight, God, we haven't, we're not here. We're not seated where we're seated by accident. You wanna meet us right where we're at. So come on, those of us standing and maybe all of us in one way, we can just engage right now with God. But Lord, wherever we're at, can we just start by saying sorry because it's where all change starts. Can I just lead you in doing that? Just say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for allowing anything to hold me back from You. I wanna change. I wanna know You. Now, would you just lift your hands? Lift your hands high to Him and say, Holy Spirit, would You reveal the Father? What Jesus came to do, reveal the Father. We're gonna worship for a moment, if that's all right. I know, let's do that. You are good one. You are God, you are good. I like it, because He is. Just for a moment, He just wants you to know Him. 
Whatever you need to do to just draw near to God and know Him, just do it. I don't know what's, what's, what you guys normally do in church here because I'm new, but come on, let's just encounter God together. Thank You, Lord. It might be a bit of mayhem, but let's just roll with it. If you wanna keep standing, you wanna just encounter God, go for it. But let me just speak about Jesus for a moment. nobody like my Jesus. And of all the things He could reveal Himself as being, of course He's Saviour, of course He's Healer, He's Messiah. But you know, I, I felt this, that He wants you to know Him as brother. The Bible talks about Jesus being our brother and a brother is someone you can relate to. This is powerful because it's relatable. Jesus is proof that God gets you. He understands you. Hebrews 4 verse 15 to 16 says, This high priest of ours, Jesus, He understands our weaknesses for He faced all the same testings we do, yet He did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we receive His mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it the most. Isn't it crazy sometimes that when we need it the most, we run from Him? And yet the very proof you need to not do that is found in that first bit. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. Do you know the, the, the absolute profoundness of that bit there? That He understands by personal experience because He lived on this world. Do not underestimate how powerful that is. If we had time, man, I would show you and, and if I was more organised with the media team, I mean, we talk about it a little bit more, but can I just tell you some things? You've never found yourself in a situation that Jesus doesn't understand. You've never faced something or felt something that was foreign to Him. He gets you. Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. And this means He understands and empathises and yet He has authority to bring us out. Isaiah 53, I encourage you to read it all, but let me, let me just tell you a few things that, to help proof that Jesus gets you. If you've ever felt ugly, unattractive or not special, Jesus can relate. It, the Bible says there was nothing, nothing beautiful or majestic about His appearance. Nothing to attract us to Him, isn't that crazy? If you've ever felt rejected, Jesus can relate. He was despised and rejected, Isaiah 53 verse three. It also says, if you've ever felt deep pain or loss, Jesus can relate because He was called a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. If you've ever felt abandoned, Jesus can relate because we turned our backs on Him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. For every weakness you've ever had, Jesus carried it for you said if he was, it, it was our weaknesses He carried in Isaiah 53 verse four. For every sorrow you've ever felt, Jesus felt it with you. It was our sorrows that weighed Him down. For every time you felt weighed down by sin and shame, Jesus bore it for you. He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. For every broken part of your life, Jesus hurt with you. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. For every debt that you owe, Jesus knows its price because He personally paid it for you. The Lord laid on Him the sins of us all. Jesus gets you. God is not a God who keeps His distance and has nothing in common with you. You're not two strangers with nothing to talk about. Jesus shows that He's our brother, so He has a lot to talk about because He gets us. Maybe you don't have the closest friends in your life right now. Maybe you have never been that close with your family. And so again, you could allow your earthly experience of, of that relationship to, I don't know, dull, 
taint the filter of the way that you might see Jesus as brother. Can I tell you some things that Jesus is? I think we've got another list. Then we're gonna sing this again and, and Jesus wants to be revealed to you tonight. He is greatest friend. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I just sense it. Every time we talk about Jesus, man. Woo. His greatest friend, His closest brother. He is wonderful counsellor, Prince of Peace, High Priest. He's Saviour, Messiah, Deliverer, Justifier, Redeemer, Teacher, Mediator, Healer, our freedom, our resurrection and life. He is victorious. He's the final authority. He's supreme. He's over all things, before all things, and He holds all things together. And He's same, the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the Word, the way, the truth, the life. He is the Lamb of God, slain for the sins of the world. He is the Head of the Church and He has overcome the world. He is the Good Shepherd. He is Emmanuel. He is the Bread of Life and the Light of the World. He's the Son of Man, but the Son of God. He's King of Kings. He is Name above all names. Lord above all Lords. Alpha and Omega. Beginning and the end. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Bright and morning star. And He is worthy, faithful, true. And the Bible says that when we gather, Together in His Name, He is here. And the Holy Spirit wants to reveal Him to you. If you wanna know in a greater revelation, now I know that's pretty broad because like, of course we all wanna know Jesus. But if the Holy Spirit is stirring you, we're just gonna do it again. We're just gonna do it again, guys. If you wanna know, why don't you just stand to your feet? We might pray for each other, I don't know. But if you just feel to respond in that way and you just know you need to just step over a barrier getting to know Jesus and having a greater revelation of who He is, then go ahead and respond to Him. Stand to your feet, we're gonna worship. I just feel this leading that I know we already prayed for this, but I do feel He wants to reveal Himself as healer. And He wants you to know, you know, Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. No by, in other words, no by personal experience that He's so good. If you need, uh, if you need healing at all, would you just, just, just wave your hand? You might be sitting or standing. I know we already prayed for this. It's okay. You might have already received healing or you might not. Come on, we're just gonna pray again though. Anybody with their hand, hand raised, Come on, Jesus wants to reveal Himself as healer. Will we just take a moment to, to, to agree together with these people, Lord, and right now in Your Name, Jesus, because You told us to pray in Your Name that You might be glorified. Lord, we just release healing in Jesus' Name. We agree together right now for bodies to be healed. Sickness go in Jesus' Name. Pain go in Jesus' Name that He might be glorified and magnified and that Your nature of, your, of, of loving us, loving Your children might be revealed. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. And, and if you're just still praying for someone, I'd just go pray. You know, if you need to keep encountering Jesus, the Son, go ahead, you know. The Holy Spirit. He's not spooky and weird and reserved for over-emotional people. I'm glad about that. He's, not, he's neither loud or obnoxious or overbearing either, by the way. He's not paranormal activity. He's God. He said we receive power when He comes upon us to be witnesses of Jesus. John 16, some of my favourite passages, John 14, 15 and 16, but in John 16, verse 7 to 8 and then verse 12 to 15, Jesus literally says, it's best for you that I go away. I know most of you would know this, but how crazy is that for Jesus to say, no, it's, it's better for you, why? <laughs> Because if I don't, the Advocate won't come. Well, so the translation of the Advocate, the Paraclete, 
It literally means He's the helper, the encourager, the teacher, the counsellor. But that word, that translation, that word paraclete is literally one who stands by. He is your standby. What's someone who stands by? Someone you can rely on. Someone you can lean on. Someone you can draw from. Somebody who will resource you. Somebody that when you have nothing else and you have no one else, you're not without everything you need because He is your standby. I'm so glad that in my darkest moments, in my moments of where there was nobody and there was nothing, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I knew the standby. The Holy Spirit, your best friend is friend, comforter, counsellor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, guide. But He is also powerful. He's the giver of power and ability. He's the giver of gifts. He's the Spirit of truth. He's with us forever. He's rivers of living water. He's a consuming fire. He's greater than any other spirit. I'm glad about that. He's the Spirit of adoption and sonship. He's the deposit of what's to come. He's the guarantee of our inheritance. He's a Spirit of power, love and self-discipline. He's new wine and He's like wind and He's like oil and He's like rain and He's like fire and He's like a dove and He is the breath of God. If you're here and maybe come for the very first time, maybe call City Point home, but you've just heard the Word preached tonight, you've heard the Word and maybe you've even never heard the name Jesus, but you've heard it for the first time and you're going, hey, that's me. If that's the God you're talking about, then I wanna know it. Whether it be for the very first time or maybe you're here and you're like, man, I feel like I used to know Him. I feel like I'm distant from Him. Or I feel like there's been just stuff going on around my world that's, that's caused like a, a tether in our relationship. I feel like a, I don't know Him like I used to. But you wanna come home tonight. You wanna say, God, I wanna come back in relationship with You. The God that Pastor Andy so incredibly and powerfully articulated tonight is the God who wants to meet you right where you're at, intimately know You. That if you were the only person on planet Earth, He still would have died for you. That's you with every eye closed. And you wanna make a decision for the very first time or as a recommitment to say yes to Jesus. I want you to be really brave, to shoot up your hand nice and high. And I'd love just to acknowledge you and pray with you on the count of three. If that's you, you wanna make a decision to follow Jesus. You don't have to understand everything. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all your ducks in a row. You just have to say yes and allow God to come and meet you right where you're at. If that's you on the count of three, you wanna say yes to Jesus, just shoot up your hand. One, two, three, just shoot up your hands. Yeah, incredible, incredible, incredible. Amazing, 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 amazing. Shoot them up, incredible. Wave them really high, incredible, incredible. Wave them really high, amazing in the middle. Beautiful decision. Powerful decision, incredible decision, incredible. Wow, wow, so many hands. Come on, one more time, just as I look from left to right, I don't wanna miss this moment. God's in the room, I see that hand in the middle, incredible decision. Come on, is there anyone else? Wave it really high, if that's you. Just one last time, incredible, beautiful, beautiful, I see that, amazing, amazing. Come on, if you shot your hand up, maybe you didn't go the whole way up, but you know this moment's for you. 
I just want you to receive this in your heart. Father, we thank You so much. God, that this moment right now isn't a light decision, but it's an eternal one. God, we thank You from this moment forward. The old is gone and the new has come. God, they have no fear anymore, no guilt, no shame, no sin. God, they are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. They are holy, they are pure, they are washed white as snow. And right now, Father, we thank You. Your Holy Spirit is coming and residing in their heart, drawing them back to the Father, reconciling them back them home, Father. And we thank You, Father, they are washed by the blood and set free in Jesus' Name. Come on, can we celebrate every decision? Incredible. Wow.